Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. Wonderful name. Well, family, today we're continuing in our series, Overcoming the Storms, Getting to Glory. Overcoming the Storms, Getting to Glory. And I want you to look with me in your Bible to the book of Mark. The book of Mark chapter 5 and we're going to begin at verse 35 today the book of mark chapter 5 and verse 35 and i believe that that this will be something that when it will impact us today again mark 30 mark 5 and 35 here the word of god reads it says while he yet spake there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. And he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter and James and John, the brother of James. And he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and seeth the tumult, and them that wept and wailed greatly. And when he was come in the house, come in, he saith unto them, Why make ye this ado, and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. But when he had put them all out. He taketh the father and the mother of the damsel and them that were with him and entered in where the damsel was lying. And he took the damsel by the hand and said unto her, Talitha kumi, which is being interpreted, damsel, I say unto thee, arise. And straightway the damsel arose and walked and she, for she was of the age of 12 years. And they were astonished with a great astonishment. And he charged them straightly that no man should know it and commanded this, that something should be given her to eat, to eat. We're going to speak today from the subject, who's in your crew? Who's in your crew here after jesus had been in the gadarenes he was returning unto galilee and the galileans were excited to see them see him they, they were wanting to see jesus he, he he had to feel a little bit better than the reception that he got from in the gadarenes and so he was there and and they wanted him to be there and in fact they swarmed him and, and as they were swarming him and thronging him at the same time, but right before they began, Jairus came, fell at his feet, weeping and crying. And he said, listen, my daughter is at home sick. Can you come and touch my daughter so that she can be well? And of course, Jesus complied and he said, sure, I will go. And they were going. And that's when the crowd trapped him and he was trying to press his way through and the disciples were trying to get him through and then at that moment that's when the lady who had the issue of blood 
Remember, we talked about her a couple of weeks ago. She fell down crawling among the people and touched the hem of his, the hem of his garment. And that's when Jesus said, wait a minute, somebody touched me. And they said, wait a minute, all of these people are touching you. What are you talking about? He said, no, I felt virtue go out of me. Power went out of me. Somebody touched me. And that's when the room was made and the lady sat there and told him everything. And at that moment, he looked down and said unto her or, or encouraged her, letting her know that her faith had made her whole. And all of this was going on. And I can only imagine that Jairus was thinking, listen, okay, I'm glad she got her healing, but Jesus, we need to go because my daughter is at home. And while she got her healing, that's wonderful. My daughter needs to get her healing too. And that's where our text picks up the story. Look back with me at verse 35. Here at verse 35, again, it says, while he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said, Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest the master any further? So while they were on their way, someone from the house, they came and told them that it was too late. Too late. She was dead. When you hear the thing that you feared the most has happened, what do you do? What do you do? The very thing that you fear the most, the, the doctor's report that you never wanted to hear, the, 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 the fact that they're cutting off a certain percentage of jobs that you never wanted to hear, the, the fact that, 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 that no one is supporting your business and you can't open up another day and you got to let your employees go. Well, what do you do when you hear this very thing? that you never wanted to hear actually has happened. What do you do? You can only imagine all of the emotions that were running through the mind of Jairus. He was thinking about so many things. He was heartbroken because he lost who the Bible actually identifies as his only daughter. Here he's thinking about the fact that this little girl who when he would walk through the door he remembers her running and jumping into his arms. Couldn't wait for daddy to get home. He thinks about the little girl who, while he was sitting there studying and preparing for the next day, she would climb up in his lap and fall asleep. And then he put everything down and carry her into her room and laid her off to bed that night. He's thinking about all of these things when he hears these words. All of these things are running through his mind and he, he was actually frustrated as well, probably even angry because he thought within himself that if they just would have moved a little faster, if they would have pressed through more, if they would have just not spent so much time with the lady that was there and the other things that were going on, if they just would have gotten to her, maybe she would have had a chance. This is what Jairus was thinking and was going through his mind. The reality is this, his faith had been shaken. His faith had been shaken, wondering if he was even worthy of God's blessings. Somebody say, why would he think that? It's for this very reason, because if he, being the ruler of the synagogue, couldn't even pray his own daughter through, how in the world could he be able to take care of the other people? How would they trust him? 
How would they be able to depend on him? All of these things running through his mind, all of these things he's thinking about. But I want you to know one thing. I need somebody to type in chat for me. You're still chosen. You're still chosen. I realize that there may be some things that you experience in life that you did not think you would experience in a million years. There's some things that you're going through that you did not think that you would ever see happen during all of your days. But I want you to know that you are the only one who was surprised between you and God because God knew it from the day that he chose you. From the day that he called you, from the day that he selected you, he already knew that you would have these challenges, these same challenges that have you questioning your relationship with him, these same challenges that have you questioning your own faith, the same challenges that question whether you have anointing in your life or not, whether you're able to sustain a healthy relationship or not, whether you're able to press through and ever make anything of yourself or not. These very things that these challenges have brought to you and have brought out of you, he already knew them when he called you and he knew you had to go through the Samaria experience this low place to where you'd have to come to have an experience with Christ ah my goodness look with me at verse 36 verse 36 it says as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, be not afraid, only believe. Be not afraid, only believe, only believe. Listen, Jesus knew what he was feeling and thinking, and he addressed it directly. He already knew. Listen, this, this should wake up somebody right now, and this should let, let you feel some comfort in your heart. Jesus already knows what you're thinking. He already knows what you're feeling. He understands what you're going through already, and he's already ready to speak to it. He's ready to speak to it. Listen, Jesus told him to fear not and only believe. Fear not and only believe. Listen to me. I know some of you have been taught that, that, that the term fear not is found 365 times in the Bible. I, I can't confirm that. I haven't seen that. In fact, there's some theologians that don't that dispute that. But I want you to know that fear is spoken of over 500 times in the Bible. So what God is telling us that he wants you to know that he realizes that there are things that happen in this world that tries to bring fear to your heart. And he wants you to know that you don't have to fear anything when you have a relationship with him. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. But only believe. Only believe. Listen, we must declare this. We must declare this. Fear not. You have to declare it. You need, maybe you do need to say it every day. If fear is an issue of yours, you need to say it. Fear not. Fear not. When the enemy is trying to bring stuff to your mind that you know is attacking you, no, you have to say, oh, I will not fear. I will not fear. I'll only believe. I'm going to fear not. Fear not. If you're not, listen, we must choose not to fear or to allow fear to control our thoughts, actions, or behaviors. Fear not. 
fear not I need you to type in chat right now fear not don't allow your thoughts to be governed by what you're afraid of don't allow your actions listen stop responding out of fear stop thinking from a level of fear stop, stop behaving with an attitude of fear fearfulness stop doing it stop doing it listen don't fear fear not fear not type it fear not I want you to notice something Notice Jesus gave him the resolution for not fearing. He gave him the resolution. Listen, he didn't just tell him not to fear, but he gave him a resolution, a solution to the problem. He said, only believe, only believe. That means only, listen, only means to the exclusion of nothing else. Look, if you go to a restaurant today and you say, oh my goodness, you know what I love? I love the chicken here. Oh, and the, and the fried fish is just the bomb. Oh, but the barbecue ribs. Oh, I, I don't know what I want today. Listen, what, 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 what's, what's, what's on the menu for today? And the waitress looks at you and says, listen, it's only chicken. <laughs> it's only chicken. That means it doesn't matter how much you want fish. It doesn't matter how much of a taste you have for barbecued ribs. The only thing you're eating in that establishment that day is going to be, or this day, is going to be chicken. That's all you're going to be eating. It's the only option. Listen, he said the only option that you have. There is no other option. Fear is not your option. Let me say that again. Fear is not your option. You must believe to see what God has for you, to see what the Lord wants to do in your life, to see what needs to be brought through. You must believe only, only believe, only believe. Listen, we must choose to only believe in the Lord, even while things are falling all around us. While they're falling all around us, while things are looking crazy, we have to choose to believe. Regardless of how it looks, we have to believe in him. We have to believe in him. We must choose that. We must choose that. And I want you to know this. Jairus had to do one more thing. He had to do one more thing. He had to surrender his will. He had to surrender his will. Jairus had to fear not. He had to believe only and surrender to the will of Christ. Pastor, why is that important? Because oftentimes we'll sit and we're thinking about what we would have done. We're thinking about how we would have done it. We're thinking about, no, 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 it should have been done this way. It should have gone this way. And, and if they would have just listened to me, if, if they just would have just believed in me. And, but no, no, don't need to believe in you. We need to believe in Jesus. We need to trust the Lord. Listen, I understand you may have great ideas. We all have great ideas. But let me tell you something. The Lord is the one who has the master plan. We have to trust and believe in him. Trust and believe in him. He had to surrender his will to the will of Christ. To understand that there's a reason for this. All things are working together for my good. I've got to trust the Lord. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.